You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. That's it. You're madder than a junkyard dog, and you're not going to take it anymore. Your feathers are ruffled, your dander's up, and you've got a definite bone to pick. Welcome to Pet Peeves, the show that lets you dig through the dirt and unleash your passion for pets. Why let sleeping dogs lie when you can take the bull by the horns and let the fur fly? So get your claws out and get ready to rattle some cages on Pet Peeves with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Amy Shoja. Hey there, and welcome to Pet Peeves on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Amy Shajai, and today I'm talking to the editor of Cat Fancy Magazine and a famous New York cat sitter. They're co-authors of a spanking new kitty book. It's the first book for both of these experts, and, well, that brings me to my rant of the week. Today you can find a smorgasbord of instant books from fun to serious, often from first-time writers with more enthusiasm than insight into their subjects. The internet makes information free, available, and entertaining. Now, (laughs) don't get me wrong, I love browsing as well as writing for the World Wide Web. But when I first became a writer, and for Can't Fancy Magazine, no less, my experts were those who had studied for decades and had credentials out the furry wazoo before they ever offered any advice. Now, it's great to have free, accessible information, but you get what you pay for. And sometimes cats pay the highest price if it's wrong. Entertainment is the sugar that keeps us reading. But when looking for the meat and potato solid advice, I always look for credentialed authors. And frankly, today's author guests amaze me because they have so darn much to offer. And yet Cat Calls, that's the title, is the first book for them both. So let's get this show on the road and let the cat out of the bag to introduce you to my two guests, one for each half of the show. Susan Logan is the longtime editor of Cat Fancy Magazine and the thecatchannel.com. Jeannie Adlin has been a professional cat sitter in New York City for 35 years, and she's a columnist for catchannel.com. Together, they've co-authored the new book, Cat Calls, Wonderful Stories and Practical Advice from a Veteran Cat Sitter. So pull up a comfy chair, call all your kitty friends, and we'll be right back with Susan Logan after these messages. Okay, time to call off the dogs. Pet Peeves will be back with more biting topics right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go Go to PetMeds.com forward slash Peeves, P-E-E-V-E-S, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. How would you 
we'd like your business to reach out and invite in our audience. We have a brand new trademark concept called Info Seeds. Info Seeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. Is the best, most cost-effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit the website. PetLifeRadio.com Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of Info Seed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. Want to know what cats like to eat for breakfast? Mice Krispies, of course. Learn everything there is to know about cats on Catitude with your host, Tom Doc. Each week, we'll spotlight a cool cat breed, give up-to-date advice on cat health, and check out spiffy new cat products. So curl up on the couch every week for a perfectly enjoyable time on Catitude. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're foaming at the mouth to get back to pet peeves. So here's Amy with some more tail-tying, fur-flying fun. Welcome back to Pet Peeves on Pet Life Radio. And I'm talking with Susan Logan. She's an award-winning writer and editor of the premier cat publication, Cat Fancy Magazine. And she's a feline advocate extraordinaire. I've known Susan for many years, and it's about time she visited the show. (laughs) Welcome, Susan. Thank you, Amy. It's a pleasure to be here. I always like to start out the show, Susan, asking my guests what furry loves share their life. What what cats and or dogs or uh, birdie uh, friends share your household and your heart these days? Well, I have two three-year-old mixed-breed cats. Um, I would say possibly Maine Coon, possibly Turkish Angora mixes. Um, they're siblings uh, that I got from the Irvine Animal Care Center uh, a couple of years ago. And uh, their names are Madison um, and Sophie. So are they your furry muses? They are my furry muses, and they are loud purrs <laughs> and very inspiring. I have uh, my little Saren kitty is is pacing up and down the uh, my desk at the moment, so I'm hoping she's not going to knock the microphone off the table or anything, <laughs> but uh, it's fun. We really get to follow our furry passions and our loves by having pets that are so much a part of our life also be a part of our work life. Yes. Now, I know as editor of Cat Fancy, you've been involved in cats, not only in your personal life, but your professional life for many, many years. Yes. So what attracted you to this project? I mean, after all these years, why a book, finally? (laughs) Well, um, I was attracted to Jeannie's just fun, fun fun-loving, funny, entertaining voice, and all the stories that she shared with me uh, from her... 35 years of cat sitting from how she got started in in the business, how she uh, was a pioneer in having a cat sitting business, and just the love that she has for all her clients and their kitties and and the extremes that she went to to get to her cat sitting assignments, you know, from climbing up a fire escape in one case. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Uh, Doorknobs have come off in her hand, and she had to 
call supers and and figure out how to put the doorknob back on and lock the door and you know she's trudged through blizzards on Christmas Day with with a foot fracture you know limping through the snow uh, to get to her cats and and I just admired that dedication and and all the time she's laughing at herself you know you'll hear that in whenever you talk to her. I know that uh, she has been a cat sitter, and and that's really something that I I promote with my clients and my listeners and readers as well. Cats are are little little critters that love the status quo. They hate having stuff changed on them. So a cat sitter is a really good option if you have to go out of town, if you have to leave them for any length of time. You know, let the cat stay where he's happy and right. and secure, and bring in a cat sitter. And you said. Jeannie's her experience as a cat sitter are pretty pretty unique. I think, first of all, you said she is a pioneer. I'm going to ask her more about that uh, in the second half of the show. But I mean, how long have cats? How long has cat sitting actually even been around? I imagine she got some laughs going out saying, "Oh yeah, this is what I do for a living. I you know babysit for cats." Right. You know, and she got into it kind of accidentally. She had a cat paraphernalia and supply store in New York City. And um, she had some cats boarded at her facility. And some of her clients who boarded their cats there when they were out of town asked her, you know, could you just come to my house and watch my kitties at home? And that became commonplace. And I can understand why people would want to ask that having cats of my own. You do want to keep them at home. And, And so she started visiting her clients' cats at home, and then she made that the business. So there's a natural need for that, like you said. Yeah, I think it's funny how we we kind of fall into these things. I call myself the accidental pet writer. I didn't start out to do this, but right. I think life and circumstances really guide us sometimes. I think maybe the, the cat gods were guiding us here in this <laughs> way. And, and as a writer, I have to ask you about the co-author experience. How did that work? Did you each write a chapter and then swap and edit each other's stuff? Or how, you know, how did you do that? I mean, she's in New York, you're in California. Well, it was interesting. I would have my headphones from my cell phone on so that I'd have my hands free. And then she would talk to me and tell me her stories. And I would type as fast as I could. (laughs) And uh, we would be on the phone for about an hour. And then I would um, get off the phone and then I would clean all that up, clean up the typos because I was typing so fast. And, you know, just start to form it into a narrative and shape it into a chapter. And then I would um, email that off to our project manager. So you didn't really start out with an outline. You started out with the stories, and they kind of then fit into this linear narrative? Well, yes. We started with the stories, and, and then we actually did form an outline first and then, you know, fit the stories okay. into that outline and what lessons we could learn from that outline. So what are some of your favorite stories in the book? Um, I love the one of Barful, her her own cat that grabbed the Thanksgiving turkey (laughs) out of the sink. I I think, I just like the name Farful too. Um, But, you know, it just shows the the amazing strength and athletic abilities of cats. And I, I love... So many of them. Yeah, there are so many of them. And I love her clients, too. Like the the ones who insist that her their their cats 
uh, drink out of Waterford Crystal, <laughs> um, the ones that um, had their cats eat kosher over the Passover holiday, and um, just... <laughs> As long as it's not vegetarian, I'm cool with that. Right, exactly. As long as it's not vegetarian, and, and it wasn't. Well, that kind of leads into my next question. I know that this is this is a fun book. It's it's great anecdotes, lots of smile stories and, and giggles aloud, kind of the sugar that I talked about in the opening. But there's a lot of meat and potatoes here, too. Absolutely. There's a lot of good cat care advice. Uh, is there a particular top cat complaint or owner complaint covered in the book that that uh, Jeannie brought out that she hears from her clients all the time and what kind of cat advice is in the book that readers can expect? Okay, and you know, a couple of the common complaints are the cat isn't using the litter box. Oh yeah. How can I keep my cat using his litter box and not going outside? So there is a lot of practical advice to prevent litter box problems and to address litter box problems immediately. And of course, you want to take your cat to the vet if there are any litter box problems because cats are clean animals and they too want to eliminate in the appropriate place. They're very conscientious about that, as we are. And so if, if they're not using their litter box appropriately, first of all, you have to take your cat to the vet because it could be, it could be an issue of pain, um, it could be um, an infection or something. But, um, but the practical advice about preventing litter box problems from a behavioral standpoint. And, and also the scratching and um, the, the scratching of furniture. And, and Jeannie had some interesting clients um, from the one who, um, they had like a Louis the 16th chair. Uh, oh no. <laughs> chairs, and they just had one chair that was the cat. They designated it as the cat scratching chair. So that was kind of a unique way to handle it. We don't recommend that, but. Um, <laughs> actually, actually in my office, I have the cat's chair. <laughs> Oh, you do. Okay. But it's, it's, not, it's not a Louis XV or whatever. It's an old, I mean, it's, you don't want to see it in public. That's why it's the cat's chair. Right, right. But uh, they actually designated one of their chairs for the cat. Wow. And, and the cat stuck to that chair. You know, they, and, and when they scratch, they do, they are marking their territory. And so that does become the cat's chair if they're scratching that one. Yeah, it's kind of fighting against instinct if you try to, I mean, I tell folks that ask me, how can I make my cat stop scratching? And I say, get a stuffed animal, because you won't. It's more of a management issue, and I think that's great that it sounds like that there's some really good specific advice uh, to help our cats, not just for cat sitters, but for cat owners and cat lovers. Yes, yes, there is. Well, I understand also that you are donating a portion of the royalties to animal charities. Tell us a little about that. Yes. Well, um, I just feel so blessed to be able to do what I do for a living. And, you know, my background and my passions and my training have all come together and allowed me to to, um, be an advocate for felines, all felines, including the domestic cats, wild cousins, many of whom are endangered or critically endangered. And so we are donating um, a portion of the profits to six different organizations. And that's because we just had a hard time choosing. Wow. Um, (laughs) That's very cool, though. Yes, yes. 
Would you send me the uh, URLs or the names of those organizations, and I'll be sure to get those listed on the guest page so that folks listening can go and see, and perhaps they'll want to make a donation too. Yes, wonderful. Thank you. All right. Well, we are about out of time with this first half, but we will find out more about Cat Calls from Susan's co-author, Jeannie Adlin. Adlin? Excuse me. Adlon. Or Adlon. Okay. Well, I, you know, I just pretend to be able to say things on <laughs> radio. We will speak with Jeannie after this brief commercial break. Okay, time to call off the dogs. Pet Peeves will be back with more biting topics right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. At Petco, we really love pets. There isn't anything we won't do to make sure they're getting the best products and the best care. So when you ask us a question like, So how do you feel about cat condos? We can say from experience, Feels like home. For her. Enter the code PEEVES10, P-E-E-V-E-S, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. You like your business to reach out and invite in our audience. We have a brand new trademark concept called Info Seeds. Info Seeds are short 20 second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit PetLifeRadio.com. Click on sponsorship information. There you can listen to a sample of Info Seed or email us at PetLifeRadio.com. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. Hi, everybody. I'm Megan Blake here with my sidekick, Super Smiley. The giant mutt and spokes dog for throwaways. You're listening to Pet Life Radio, and I'd like to tell you about our brand new show, A Super Smiley Adventure. Our show explores adventures with animals. They can be traveling, out in the world trips, or inner journeys where our animals lead us to inspiration and self-discovery. Or just plain, fun adventures. Join us here on Pet Life Radio on A Super Smiley Adventure. Good boy. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're foaming at the mouth to get back to pet peeves. So here's Amy with some more tail tying, fur flying fun. We're back and speaking with our second guest, Jeannie Adlin, is the co-author with Susan Logan of their new book called Cat Calls. Now, Jeannie worked with Cleveland Amory's anti-cruelty organization, Fund for Animals, in the late 1960s. Wow, he's a legend. And then, of course, after leaving the Fund for Animals in the 1970s, Jeannie opened Cat Cottage. This was the first a to Z Cat Emporium in New York City. It was an instant hit with cat lovers from all walks of life, and I can just imagine why. And one day, a customer asked whether Jeannie could make a house call instead of boarding her cats. Jeannie agreed, and the rest is history. Manhattan had its first professional cat sitter. The new book, Cat Calls, includes some of the funny, furry anecdotes from her experience, plus some cat-savvy advice. Please welcome to Pet Peeves, Jeannie Adlon. Thanks for joining us, Jeannie. 
Oh, hi, Amy. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I have quite a few kitties helping me with my conversation. Well, good, because that's my first question. What kind of furry loves, who exactly shares your pillow and your heart? My, oh, my pillow, definitely, and my entire bed. Well, I have my three kitties, Muriel, Lester, and Roscoe, and my little dog, Ziggy. A very crowded bed, <laughs> I have to admit. <laughs> oh, well, that, that helps, though, on those cold New York winter nights. Absolutely. It's, except in the summer, it's not, I think we're all kind of tossing and turning in the bed <laughs> together, so. <laughs> so have you always worked with animals? How did, how did you get started with the cat sitting? Well, as, as you had said, you know, the cat sitting started, I used to board kitties, and uh, one day a client came in who boarded her cat, I called him, his name was Marcel Marceau, I'll never forget it, <laughs> and uh, she, uh, he was beautiful black and white tuxedo, and one day she asked me, you know, she said, would I be willing to come to her home and feed Marcel in his own home, and I thought, wow, what, what an idea, I had never thought about it, you know, because you're entrusting somebody with the keys, you know, to your sanctuary and your, your, your place. Sure. And uh, so I said, okay, and so then uh, I took care of Marcel in his apartment, in his own home, and uh, he was a totally different cat in his own environment, totally different. At the store, you know, where I boarded him, they were all running around, he was very territorial and kind of aggressive, you know, defending, you know, I guess his space, you know, as kitties will do when there are other kitties around. Uh, but in, in his own home, he was a sweetheart, and it was a whole other way of thinking about kitties, and I thought, you know something? I think I really feel the cats are better off in their own environment, in their own home where they're safe and snug, you know, a healthy environment, and they have all their cozy places and food, their favorite foods. And so that's how I, I started. And I started slowly, which was kind of interesting, slowly trying to wean my boarding kitties ah. <laughs> to house school kitties. <laughs> but I think because I had the store, um, you know, people knew me and they trusted me and with their keys, you know, in their home and everything. And that's, I was very lucky that way. And so that's how it all started. And now I'm, I'm going from east to west and river to river and high rises and brownstones and, and the winter and summer. <laughs> Well, as a, as a former vet tech uh, who also, in many of the facilities I work, we boarded pets, particularly over the holidays. I remember one time in particular, I drew the short straw, and after the winter blizzard, I was the one that had to get to the clinic, you know, to take care of everybody. And it wasn't just the kitties, but it was walking the dogs outside and all. So, yeah, so what we do for our fur kids, because, you know, they're counting on us. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I had, you know, I, of course, had done, I had had a, a stress fracture on my foot and a heel spur on the same foot, and I was in there, go Ziggy. <laughs> I, I was, uh, you know, with a cane, and it was a blizzard. Christmas Eve, I was tre trudging through the snow, believe it or not, through these snow mounds, because the plows hadn't come through yet, because I had to take care of the kitties. And I was, the doorman kept saying to me, well, yeah, are you sure you're okay? <laughs> the kitties have got to be fed no matter what. I've got to get here. So like the U.S. mail, you know, neither rain nor snow nor sleet <laughs> will prevent me from getting to my house calls. I, had, I also had a house call. We had a uh, blackout here, uh, you know, on the, on the uh, East Coast here that uh, blacked right. out the entire Manhattan and also parts of the rest of some of the other parts of the country. And there was no power, of course, and I had to trick up a, a staircase in the pitch black to get to this cat, and the doorman only had, like, one little pen light. Oh, gee. Light left. And I had claustrophobia. So I had to climb up 10 flights of stairs in the pitch black, and I counted because the, uh, the hallways 
um, had light, you know, and had a window in it. So the sun was coming through. So as I counted the floors, I could see the sun under the exit doors. And, and I finally got to 10. And there was Sabrina, you know, giving me an argument. Where have you been? I've been waiting. <laughs> hurry, hurry. And, uh, and I said, Sabrina, you know, you have no idea. Because I talk to the cats when I take care of them. Well, sure. <laughs> Sabrina, you have no idea what I've been through to get to you today. <laughs> well, so, Jeannie, why a book? And this is something I ask Susan also. I mean, here, you've been doing this 35 years. Susan's been an editor and a writer for, for years and years and years. All this great expertise and now finally a book. Why did you wait so long? Well, what I went- tell you, I, you know, I just felt suddenly, you know, I had so many interesting stories. And when I when I meet new clients, you know, I would tell them some of the fun, you know, things that had happened in previous house calls. And people have always said, to, you know, said, Jeannie, why don't you write a book about that? You have some really fascinating, interesting, and unique stories. And I thought, you know, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> you know, I take notes. I have a great memory. So I remember, you know, a lot of the different crazy things that happened. And I just felt this was a good time to, to do it. You know, with Susan's help, I mean, I think the book just came out so great. I'm just delighted. And, you know, I just thought it was about time. And, you know, doing house calls through, actually, 37 years. It'll be November 1st, 37 years wow. I've been doing this. And, you know, it's been a learning experience for me with the kitties, you know, learning all these practical tips and things I've I've learned, you know, just through the kitties, actually. Well, what, what was your goal when writing this book? I know, I mean, there's some great stories, and, and you'll hear when this show airs. Uh-huh. Uh, in my introduction, I talk about, you know, the lot of sugar that you can find out there on the Internet or in books, some fun stuff, but you need some meat and potatoes advice, too. And I think this book has both. It has the the fun stuff, but it has some great advice. So was that part of your goal when writing this, oh. what the cats had taught you and passing that on? Absolutely. You know, aside from the, you know, the, the kind of crazy things that happened in some of the house calls, absolutely sharing some of my, you know, just the common sense things that I've learned. And, you know, a lot of people who, you know, own kitties, uh, you know, they don't think about certain things. And, you know, I, I'd like to, you know, make them aware of certain things that they're maybe not doing right now, uh, you know, just to make their kitty's life a little better or just safer. So I thought that would be, you know, and with that, you know, just in a nice way, you know, telling, the, you know, suggesting things to them in a nice way. Sure. With my clients, I have some clients sometimes will call me and just, you know, ask me my advice. And I always say, you know, if it's a medical issue, I always say, you know, please call, you have to call the vet. I'm, you know, I'm not a veterinarian, but just common sense things. You know, it's like one time a client called me and um, she said, Jeannie, you know, my cat just pooped on my bed. And I said, oh, my goodness. And I said, well, what does it look like? And so she described it to me. And I said, no, 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 that's actually a hairball. Ha- uh-huh. <laughs> so I said, that's a good thing. And she said, oh, thank goodness. She said, I thought, you know, suddenly he decided not to be litter box trained anymore. I said, no, 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 that's actually a hairball, and that's a good thing. Unfortunately, they tend to do that on your bed <laughs> or yeah. on, a, on a chair. But I said, no, that's a good thing. And so, you know, she was very relieved that, yeah, you know, I, he didn't have any kind of issues with his litter box or yeah, anything. Yeah, most, so. most times you find those hairballs barefoot at midnight oh. walking, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, you know, that's so funny you'd say that. It happened to me a couple of times because I walk around my apartment barefoot. Oh, yeah. Well, let me ask you, what's the, as a cat sitter, I'm sure, and in New York, you have some upscale clients, some everyday folks, but everybody thinks that their kitty is the princess or the king and they want them treated correctly so what's the most unusual request you've ever had as a cat sitter? okay well I've ha- I had a one where it was wonderful you know uh, most actually most of my, my house call kitties are all 
uh, rescue kitties and adoption from shelters, I'm happy to say. Uh, but this one uh, client of mine had an orange kitty. Her name was Sandy. And she <laughs> she instructed me, Sandy had Kleenex tissues in her litter box instead of clay. So she instructed me to, you know, clean out the box with the Kleenex that had been, you know, used by Sandy, you know, going to the bathroom, and then I rinsed it out with a little bit of, you know, cleaner. And then she wanted me to put mounds and mounds of Kleenex in the litter box, like little clouds, like not flat, but fluffy, you know? Uh-huh. And uh, actually, one time I actually, I apologized to Sandy, I, sne- I snuck a Kleenex for myself because I had a cold <laughs> and I had to sneak one of her Kleenex. <laughs> so the, and the irony is that there was no smell, which is really? ironic. You know, well, when Sandy went to the bathroom, there was no odor, and of course there was no clay scattered, and you know, that was a, one of the unusual ones. The other one was I had a house call where she fed her cats on Waterford Crystal Goblets. Ah. And that was really uh, scary for me because I thought, oh my gosh, I hope I don't break one of these things. You know, when you wash, you know, they're, they're slippery. And yeah, they were, you know, on a, they had a, you know, they had a stem and everything, and they were goblets, and they were, you know, these two kitties. They just made on water because they didn't know the difference, but uh, I did. <laughs> so that was very unusual, and I was very, uh, you know, I was just so cautious when I washed any when when I washed the goblets because I thought, oh God, please don't let any of them break or crack or anything. Why? I know we see commercials all the time where, uh, you, know, feet, you know, funny. sure. Yes, yes very, you know, they, they, these were regular domestic kitties. <laughs> I think that cat is a Persian, I believe, a beautiful Persian that does the fancy face commercials. Well, every cat believes that he's the, or she's the most beautiful anyway. Of course, so. and I tell them all they're beautiful. <laughs> well, what's the strangest living space you've ever seen? Well, I had a house call in um, in a what they call here in New York an SRO, which is a single room occupancy apartment building where you know the bathroom is in the hall, and uh, you know it's kind of their building was kind of creepy. And one of my clients wanted me to take care of her boyfriend's cat, who also happened to live with a tarantula. Ah. And I, when I went to the apartment, it was a very small studio, very dark. It was a kind of a very creepy place. And, of course, knowing, and there was a huge, like a 55-gallon glass tank against the wall with all kinds of little twigs and stuff inside of it, and like habitat things. And it had a big, thank God, it had a big grill top on it to secure. So I said to her, now, that top is secure, right? She said, oh, yes, the top is secure. I said, the kitty's not going to try to go. Oh, no, the kitty's not going to try to get into it. And But every time, I never saw the tarantula because there was so much stuff in there, you know, for it to hide in and live in, which was fine with me because I didn't really want to see him up close. <laughs> but every time I went, I, every you know, when I opened the door, I said, oh, please let the top be on the tank <laughs> because I don't know what to do. But every time, thank goodness, I went, the, the top was on the tank, very secure. The cat was fine, but it was a, it was a strange thing because having a tarantula in this very dark apartment in this kind of a little a creepy building, it kind of was like Halloween. <laughs> well, it's appropriate because Halloween's not too far away. You know, and here in Texas, we have, you know, of course, the wild tarantulas that kind of move in herds. So, <laughs> Oh, my God. Do you really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And... Oh, uh, I haven't seen one in a while, but when my I have a German Shepherd, and when he was a puppy, he found one, and it was it was pretty interesting to keep him away because he thought it was a new squeaky toy for him. Oh my God! It's not a fun <gasps> thing for the tarantula, but they both survived, so both Thank are fine. You, so it's a happy you know, story. Yes, run wild, run free, little tarantula. <laughs> That's. <laughs>
<laughs> well, Jeannie, since you are a pet sitter, I wanted to touch on this because this is something I do advise my listeners, my readers, my consulting clients, that if you have a cat, cat sitter is one of the best things you can do for them because as you said earlier keeping them in their safe place in their familiar environment can greatly reduce stress but I think people may not be aware of what they should look for in a cat sitter now in your case you already had clients who knew and trusted you right I was but, very lucky right. but what's the best advice you would have for people choosing a pet sitter because I, I imagine you don't commute to Texas no and one of my clients moved to California recently Oh. <laughs> if I was thinking of moving to California, I said, no, I'm sorry. I so see, it's, I miss my house call. You know, it's sort of like the people move. You know, I miss my house call kitties. I get sure. very attached to them. But one of the things I always suggest to people, uh, what I would suggest to people is, uh, first of all, you know, ask a friend if they have a cat sitter, you know, somebody they recommend. You know, check your, your veterinarian, many times, veterinarians, many times the technicians, um, you know, also do cat sitting. You know, check your local pet shop. But one thing I always suggest is always, you know, if they always ask for references and always check the references. And I also, I always recommend, because that's what I do, I always suggest to a new client, I'd love to come over and meet you, and then you could meet me and know who's coming into your home, and then we can go over everything together. And, uh, you know, this way also people see how the person interacts with their cat. Sure. You know, and how the cat likes the person. So, um, well, I know there are also organizations like Pet Sitters International right. and some of those that are bonded and they have, you know, right. criteria the one thing, and all that. The one thing, Amy, though, is I always stress with people is because sometimes some of these organizations um, have different people going to the homes. If they use a service like that, I always try to make sure that the same, because per the person you're meeting in your home should be the person that is coming all the time. To meet your pets, because the pets establish a relationship. Exactly. I mean, so, because one client told me she came back early one time before, when she lived in a, an area, you know, I don't, didn't go to that area because it was too far downtown, and she'd come back, she'd hired one of these services, and she'd come back early, like a day or two early, and, and there was this person in her apartment feeding her cat, and that was not the person she had met initially, uh -huh. and she was kind of upset about it because she, you know, she was under the impression that the person that came and she met and liked right. the cat and she liked them was going to be the same person. So I would, I always suggest, you know, make sure the person you're meeting is the person that's coming. We are almost out of time, but I want to ask, is there anything that I've not asked you you want to cover? And also, where can people buy your book, Cat Calls? Okay, well, you can definitely get it at Amazon.com. Oh, there goes Ziggy. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Square1publishers.com. Okay. And also Barnes & Noble. Great. Barnes & Noble, too. Well, we are out of time, but I'd like to... Thank my guest Susan Logan and Jeannie Adlon and the producers for making Pet Peeves possible. Pick up your copy of Cat Calls at favorite bookstores everywhere and check out the guest page for more information about the authors and how to find your copy of Cat Calls. Tune in next week on Pet Peeves with Pet Life Radio to hear more about what hisses you off. You can also email me suggestions or post a note to my blog by dialing up PetLifeRadio.com and clicking on the Pet Peeves logo. And for free behavior and care tips, you can check out the Pet Peeves newsletter available from my blog at amyshajai.com. 
purrs and woofs until next time. And the next time you notice that there's somebody along the highway that needs to be adopted or your kitty needs a cat sitter, or you just want to read some fun stories about kitties, check out Cat Calls. After all, you don't want your pets to get peeved. That's it. You're madder than a junkyard dog and you're not going to take it anymore. Your feathers are ruffled, your dander is up, and you've got a definite bone to pick. Join us each week on Pet Peeves, the show that lets you dig through the dirt and unleash your passion for pets. Your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Amy Shojai, will talk about what makes you howl and what hisses you off. Pet Peeves, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.